The Crossman Conversation brought to you today by Community Legal Services, Maynard Cooper, Frontier Partners, by Crossmark Services, and Roto Speaks. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Hey, Mike, a uh, quick story for you, buddy. All right. Is that okay? You yeah, do, man. You, you're I doing love okay? It. Okay. Well, listen, uh, you know, I really am amazed at people who don't just like listen to stuff. They get stuff done, mm-hmm. right? You know, like my dad used to say, there's some people that are the church, like being the church, and mm-hmm. the people sort of talk about church, right? And you know, my dad was one of those guys, for sure. You know, he my, was. Yeah, no, yeah. listen, we were going through some old stuff, and I've got a picture of my dad protesting in front of a porn shop fighting against pornography in like the early 70s. And it's like, and his sign says something crazy like, uh, the mob supports porn, right? So it's like, like he's just like punching in the face, you know, like taking on this tough issue, right? And so there's just not a lot of people out there who like have something happen and feel called and then jump in to do something. Mm-hmm. But there are a handful. They, and, there are. And Mike, one of them's our guest right All now. All right. We have this guest right now. This is Tanya Thompson, and she is here. She's a walk host for the A21 Walk for Freedom. Tanya, are you there? I am here. Hey, uh, thank you so much for what you're doing. I'm just so impressed with somebody that would jump in there and deal with such a hard issue that like a thing that you're working on. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for having me. So let's start off first. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the walk? Just tell us about the walk itself. Tell us about that. So um, the Walk for Freedom is on October 14th, and it's actually um, A21's um, global initiative to bring awareness to all uh, communities across the globe about human trafficking. So our walk will be happening at the same time as a walk um, across the country will be happening. They're all happening on the same day. And it's um, it's a single-file walk. Um, it's normally one to three miles max um, for each of the walks. Ours, personally, is going to be a mile and a half. But people walk in a single-file line, and they'll either carry signs that have human trafficking stats in them or say things like uh, abolish, sla- abolish slavery with every step or... Um, uh, Another one says, I walk for a six-year-old kid who has to sell items on the street. And um, we'll all be wearing black shirts in solidarity with other walkers across the globe. And it's just, um, it's it's like it's a silent protest is what it is. It's a silent walk. Um, and people will be walking and praying and, and um, just bringing awareness to our community about human trafficking. That's really important. A lot of, a lot of little key things there. One is, you know, I, I tell you, every time I see my producer, Mike, he always says, John. I'm not running for every anything. Like, you know, he always, he doesn't like to run, but this is not a run. People don't get confused. They're not showing up and doing a fun run. They're showing up this and they're walking, right? So it's so anybody can do it and they don't have to walk three miles. They can walk any distance. They can walk a half mile and that's okay, right? Yes, we actually have um, one of our our, our oldest walkers. We were just, we've done this for three years, and she signed up again. She is ninety five this year. Come on, and she yeah, and she walks the entire route. It's you know it's slow paced. I am not a runner. I'm only four eleven. I'm not running anywhere, but I can do this walk. You know, and so we have kids that join us. Um, some kids walk the whole time. Their parents may bring them a stroller or a wagon. We just try to make it. I mean, it is something that we encourage 
families to get involved with as well because some of the um, victims of human trafficking are as young as five years old uh, or younger. And so, crazy. you know, you really got to bring awareness to everyone in your family, not just those that you think that can handle knowing about it. Everyone needs to know because um, the young kids are a part of the vulnerable population. So, you know, one of the things I, I do every year is on um, September 11th, I carve out time just to watch some of the footage and remember. And I do that uh, because that was such a big moment in, in my life. And I think that you honor those people by remembering them. And I feel like that's that's kind of like this interesting, um, really respectful vibe you're doing that, you know, people need to wear a black shirt when they're thinking about. So it's part of being silent is the reflecting in prayer and thinking about those people, which is in a way honoring them, even people who have been rescued from it, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about them. And, and am I getting that right, that that's what you're trying to do? Yes, and also um, the silence also signifies that they're silent mm. because they're not able to speak out about what's going on um, or they're not able to cry for help. Um, one of the campaigns that A21 has is like, it's called Can You See Me? And it just shows people in their everyday life and how you come across people and you don't know that they are in a trafficking situation. And unfortunately, they're not able to cry out and ask for help because their trafficker is probably with them. And the campaign just emphasizes that they're, they're silently screaming um, and can you see them and what they're going through. So that silence also is significant to that as well. So Tana, tell me this, is this really a big, big, big problem or is this something that's a little bit regional, not be concerned about, or is this really, is this really a big deal? It is. I mean, it is a, a, a over billion dollar industry. Jeez. Across the globe, and the United States actually are the biggest consumers of. Um, it's crazy to use that word, but uh, it's the biggest. We're the biggest consumers here in the United States of humans, if you want to make it graphic. Um, so it is definitely a big deal, and Florida is ranked number three in the nation as far as um, human trafficking um, uh, victims. So it's a big deal for us. Um, and we're surrounded, I mean, we're in Lake County, so we're not in a major city, but we're surrounded by Orlando and different in um, Tampa and other major cities. But it is a big deal. Well, And, and so, we've been in number yeah. three for a long time. We have not moved. Yeah, so we don't want to be number one. We want to drop. We want to drop no, in these we, rankings. That's what we, we want. We want to be number 50 or yeah, not make the rank. Yeah, that that's not a rank. So, so tell me this. I mean... Uh, you're a four foot eleven woman from Arkansas, and you're living in Leesburg, and you're you're jumping on this big, huge global problem. How did that happen? I mean, you, did did you just wake up and get interested, or walk me through how you got connected to this? Well, I work at the Father's House Church in Leesburg, and um, I'm a part of the women's uh, ministry there, the Sisterhood. And so, actually, A21 is one of our missions ministries that we support. We give money to them every month, and we were having our women's conference that we have every year, and um, I suggested actually that we have someone from A21 come and explain to us where this money is that we're raising every year to give to them, where it's going. So we had a representative come, and she showed this presentation, and it was actually when they were kicking off, so it was about four years ago when they were kicking off the Kimi Kimi campaign, and just the um, the video that she showed and then the stats explaining like how many, you know, how young some of the victims are in trafficking and how they've been, you know, they're as young as 
eight to 10 is like the vulnerable age right there in the target audience um, or the target um, as the target um, audience also that. But um, that's, that just broke my heart because I love kids and I know a lot of eight-year-olds are just thinking that they could potentially be a victim to someone, um, some predator. And then one of the things that she said is that a lot of times kids will be trafficked and it'll be years if they're returned to their family. It's not like in the movies where they get trafficked and then, you know, 30 minutes down the road, they get returned back. That doesn't happen. And so it just really broke me. And I was, I was like, I am a doer. I'm a fixer. That is how I am by nature. And so I'm like, how can I fix this problem? What can I do? And so just then it just was something that just stayed in my heart. And she told us about the walk and I actually had planned on doing one and then COVID hit and we couldn't do it in 2020. And then after that, when we were released to do it, we did, they, 821 didn't do one at all in 2020. But sure. in 2021, we were able to do it, and um, it's just been a big part of my life ever since. Well, that's awesome. So, um, so your story, you know, you're working with this ministry, and you know, you're investing, and you're asking a really healthy question, wise question, like what's going on with it, and then you got deeper information, and so you have sort of this like there's a school specific event, and you know, we want to help and promote that. That there's a reality that it's happening. And then this is your involvement. We're going to take a break in a minute, but when we come back, I want to really sort of try to better understand, like, what does it mean to break this cycle? Because, like, you know, in my brain, and Mike, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like, it, I don't even comprehend it. Yeah, like, it's hard to it's hard to get your brain around it. It's it's just like, you know, when you think about supply-demand, right? Like, so someone's someone's paying whatever, and it's like, how do you, what, what even is that? It's so weird, right? You know, I think what uh, she said, what Tanya was talking about, Sometimes it's parents, um, the, the child's mom, an eight-year-old child's mom is the one that's turning tricks for her, doing the the setting it all up. And that it's you can't get your mind into that kind of thing. No, you know, it's like I know like there probably are some examples of like um, uh, you know, young men and they're using them for labor, right? Like that in my mind, you're like, but then again, you're like, how is that happening the, the sexual part of it is just so gross and weird. Yeah, um, no but, doubt. But but in the same thing, it's like if we're to honor these people, we need to know and they need to talk about it. But right. it's it's just hard to comprehend it. It really is. Tanya, uh, uh, can you give us any context on any of that, what we're just talking about there? Is like, what is the biggest drivers for this as an industry? Well, um, for a long time, it was actually sex trafficking, but you hit it on the head when you were talking about the labor trafficking, that they're starting to see an increase, um, especially in uh, states that have borders. Um, that's a whole other conversation. But um, the um, labor trafficking right now is 24% of what the trafficking victims that, that we're seeing. And the interesting thing about labor trafficking as we, as a public, may be involved in it and not even know it because we don't know, um, you know, labor trafficking can be people who are like, they, the term was, um, they cut your yard or um, at the nail salons or at the, the restaurants or different things like that. And you just go in and innocently go get a pedicure. And then you don't know that that person that has been helping you is in a trafficking situation. Um, it's, um, they're almost like in, an, um, a, in, indentured service kind yeah. of situation. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's the correct term, but that's the, 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 from what I learned in school, that would be what it would be, where they're having to pay 
their way to to be over here for whatever reason, however they got here, thinking the situation was better. And now they've got to work it off. And then we innocently as consumers go and get our services that we would do, you know, just about in our everyday life, not realizing that we're actually becoming participants in that trafficking scenario as well. So there, there is some work being done to bring more awareness to us as a consumer about that because we're participating and we're not wanting to. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. We're going to take a quick break and uh, come back. I want to hear more about um, ways this is going to get broken up. This has been the Crossman Conversation. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale PC for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally who serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Community Legal Services is a civil legal aid organization providing no-cost legal help to the underserved. They call it Legal Aid for All. Their attorneys assist with legal issues related to family law, housing, domestic violence, veterans' benefits, and much more. Community Legal Services is a community-supported program. To learn more and help support the mission, visit clsmf.org. That's clsmf.org. Community Legal Services. Legal Aid for All. Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. Are you willing to serve communities in crisis around the world to people who are impoverished, oppressed, and persecuted? Frontier Partners International offers mission opportunities in areas least served to meet the needs of the helpless, hapless, and hopeless, and is currently serving earthquake survivors in Syria. Share the love and joy of Christ and give the gift of a hope-filled future to someone in desperate need. Learn more at FrontierPartners.org. That's FrontierPartners.org. Once again, here is John Crossman. All right, here we are back with the Crossman Conversation uh, with Tanya Thompson. And Tanya is promoting the A21 Walk for Freedom. And for people that don't know, A21 is a global organization that's doing things uh, with a complete focus on stopping human trafficking. And so they do walks all over the world, raising awareness. And Tanya is doing, she's the leader, the host of this one coming up. And so she's on promoting that. So uh, Tanya, just to get that point again, uh, the the time, the date, how somebody can get involved with a walk to promote the awareness of this, this challenging problem. Yeah, so it's October 14th. It's a Saturday. Um, our time is at 8 a.m. And it's from 8 to 12. And we will 
give people the opportunity to walk, but then also to connect with local organizations who are fighting against human trafficking. We'll also have a panel there that will answer some questions that people may have about human trafficking to understand what it is that they are um, walking to fight against. And it's at Lake Sumter State College. And the address of that is 9501 um, U.S. Highway 441, and it's in Leesburg. And so we're excited to be able to partner with the college because uh, we're trying to get some of the college students involved in this fight because they are a target as well. So we're just trying to get everyone connected um, at the college. Gotcha. And if you, for more information, you can go to a21.org slash Lake County. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and, and, and so it's one of those things like it's such a big, huge thing and it's hard to comprehend it. And sometimes it's one of those problems that if you think about it too long, you can be like, this is overwhelming. I can't even, I, I can't boil the ocean. And so what I like about A21 is it's a real uh, push to like one life at a time. Like, I think that's one of the, they're, they're like the vision statements, like one life at a time, this is how we end slavery. And so that's, that's sort of what you're doing. It's like, Hey, in your little world, you're not trying to do everything, but in that little world in Leesburg and that there are some areas Let's make sure it ends here. That's what I hear you saying. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. I mean, our T-shirts say abolish slavery with every step. And I think that's really important that people understand that if you look at it as a whole, it is definitely, you cannot comprehend how you as a one individual person would be able to be, to stop it. But if we're all working together and we're doing the part that we're supposed to do, this is something that can end. And maybe your part is spreading awareness or raising money or just showing up and supporting um, someone who is in the fight to do it. But the biggest thing is educating yourself because if you're made aware of how you could be vulnerable to be in traffic, um, if you're made aware of those warning signs, you can protect yourself. And then that's one less person that's in a trafficking situation. That's right. That's right. Um, any other things that we need to know from big picture standpoint about what you're doing in, in the in the human trafficking world itself? Anything else that's like an important point that I haven't covered yet? Um, I think the biggest thing is to educate yourself. There's so many organizations out there that are um, willing to talk to people for free about because this is such a big deal. Um, there's so many people out there that are just willing to share with you the warning signs. There's, uh, you know, resources. There's uh, organizations online, you, you can Google anything. I mean, you know, but the biggest thing is to educate yourself so that you know that you can stay safe. And it's not just women and it's not just children. There is starting to be a rise in young men ages 8 to 12, especially with the human trafficking aspect um, as far as labor trafficking. That's a big thing. That's where they're starting to see an increase with regards to labor uh, trafficking. So everyone needs to know, and and children, you know, don't think your child is too young to have even like a basic conversation, because the internet allows the world to be open up to them, and someone over in another country could be chatting with your child and grooming them. Grooming is a big deal as far as trying to get them, number one, to disconnect from you and your family and their world, and then to, to attach a loyalty to that potential trafficker which would allow them to do things that they wouldn't typically do. So you as a parent have to educate yourself or someone who, who works with children. And then you have to educate your children and have those hard conversations. 
Well, you know, taking it just a little bit deeper, you know, one of the things I, I know about A21 is that, you know, it's, I, I always think about how you break things down a process helps my brain. So number one is like, they're trying to reach the vulnerable, right? So if you let a parent of an eight-year-old know how to protect your child or you're letting a teacher know how to protect all the kids because, you know, to Mike's point, there could be a bad parent involved in it. So there's this education, protect the vulnerable. And then you go to the next level, uh, which is rescue of the uh, people that are being exploited. Like that's a whole separate thing. Like somebody's actually in that space and then how do we actually get them out of that space, right? And so that's right. that's a, that's a whole thing. And then the last part, which is really kind of easy to kind of forget about, but it's equally important, is the is the is the restore, right? Like if somebody's been a victim for five years, it's not like you can kind of just dust them off and be like, "Hey, you're back in society. We're all good now." Like, it doesn't work that way. So that's a lifelong thing that they have to deal with. And so just like any other lifetime traumatic things that happen to people. They have to go to recovery programs. They have to have places where they can share their actual stories and, and process that. And by the way, for them to heal, they have to sell their stories. And while they're telling their story, there's someone else that never wants them to tell their story. So that there's all that together, right? Yeah. And, and they have to have a safe place to do it. I think with the lanes that A21 is involved in, my um, lane that I support financially is the restore. Um, maybe because I am a child of a therapist and my, my mom does work with kids who have uh, complex traumas, but just the fact that they, not only after they've been taken out of these situations, they don't just leave them to kind of fend for themselves. They really work with them to rebuild their life so that they have a life better than, hopefully better than the one that they had before they were trafficked, but at least getting them back to the quality of life that they've had if, if they had a good life prior to that. And that is, you know, therapy and that is job training um, that's making them feel safe to share their stories um, and giving them the opportunities to do that. And also, you know, some people heal when they're empowered to help other people. And mm -hmm. so let's say that we have a survivor who has, they're on the other side, and I've met some phenomenal people who were trafficked as children who now are doctors and therapists that work with specifically with human trafficking victims. And that's a way that they kind of, um, it's a part of the healing process. Oh, I as think as you know, helping others that have that have been because they can relate. Well, I would say this this final point. We're going to wrap here in just a second. But here, here's the thing: I want people to really hear is this: if you're a person just in your daily life, you deal with anxiety, you deal with depression, and we have a lot of people that are in that space. I would highly recommend you do this walk. I would highly recommend it because what you need can do is go on that walk. And spend that time, first off, outside, getting a little bit of exercise and reflecting on these people and feeling the sadness of it, but also feeling the gladness that you're not being trafficked. You're not in that world. Right. And so okay. there's a way that, you know, somebody who's like, thinks, well, gosh, I'm depressed or I'm anxiety. I can't do anything to help on this. Hey, showing up at that walk does help. It does do something and does something for you. It does something for them. And it's part of the community. And then if you're a doer, like, uh, Tanya here, you can, you can change the world, which is what she's doing. Right. Um, so you can do bigger stuff too, but that simple walk is really meaningful. Did I get that right? Yes. Yes, we did. And it's something really powerful just to show up and, um, see, you know, 400 plus people that have the same mindset of you that morning, like, you know, and just ready to conquer the world, even if it's just for that, that morning that just, and 
have that, your your life will definitely be changed when you see all these people that have the same mindset as you to band together to fight this. Agreed. And I just really feel like the more and more people see that um, it's not tolerated in our cities and our countries or anything, um, that will start to, will start to see a change. Agreed. Agreed. Well, uh, Tanya, thank you. Tanya Thompson, walk host for the A20 Walk for Freedom coming up October 14th. Thank you. Thank you for being a hero and a leader and a change agent and an inspiration. Thank you for what you're doing to make our community a better place. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to promoting and helping you participate with this event. And we hope people that hear this, even if you can't participate in this event, you'll check out the A21 website and be a supporter of helping end human trafficking around the world. And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.